Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Some great news. As of November 9th, 2023, the four-month SAG strike is over. That means actors are getting ready to go back to work after four months. And not just actors, but there were 45,000 jobs in entertainment that were lost due to this strike. So everybody is very, very excited as they reached a deal. So we don't know the exact details yet, but actors will be protected with safeguards on the use of AI and they will be getting better pay. So a lot of actors went to their Twitter to celebrate Octavia Spencer. She tweeted, who else is dancing right now? I am ready to work now that the strike is over. Congratulations and thank you to our SAG-AFRA negotiating committee. Jamie Lee Curtis posted that perseverance pays off and Mandy Moore on her Instagram story said, let's get back to work, friends. And she expressed gratitude towards everybody getting this done. I mean, Fran Drescher did an incredible job. And meanwhile, on my Twitter, everybody seemed to be very uh, excited for Yellowstone to be filmed again. So this is funny. I stopped watching Yellowstone after a few seasons. Oh my gosh, don't get mad at me. I'm going to catch up. But it's just so funny that in my world, everybody's like, when's Yellowstone coming back? Me personally, I really want White Lotus season three. I thought season two was even better than season one. So I'm excited for that. Anyway, let's get to the meat of today's episode. Noah Wiley, my interview with this great actor. Noah Wiley, best known for ER, I'd say. That was on the air for years and years, and he was an integral part of that show. But Noah is promoting a film called At the Gates. And this film actually was exempt uh, from the strike rules. It's an independent film. And right now it's actually playing in New York and LA in theaters, and it will be coming to streaming soon. So I'll put a link in the bio with all that information. But yeah, Noah talks about that film and how relevant it is. It's about the murder of an immigrant without getting giving anything away. And it's, uh, it's a thriller. So it, it looks great. I watched the trailer. I really do want to see it. And um, I was on a plane this past weekend, and I also watched A Few Good Men. Obviously, it's a classic. You can't get much better than that. But Noah has a really memorable scene in the courtroom where he gets cross-examined by Tom Cruise and Kevin Bacon, asks him questions, and we talk about that, and he gives me some tea on Jack Nicholson. It's great. One thing is Noah is making breakfast for his daughter during our interview. So I tried to get some of the noise out. I kind of failed, but hopefully it won't be too distracting for you guys. But um, he's just, you know, he's a multitasker. He's a dad. So anyway, without further ado, here is my interview with the great Noah Wiley. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all. Not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology 
That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. (laughs) No one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. How are you? Great, thanks. Are you in California? I am in California. I'm multitasking. I leave my daughter a little lunch, a little breakfast while we chat. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like you're opening cereal or something. I mean, all good, but I love it. I love it. Um, I, uh, I was on a plane this past weekend and I watched one of my favorite movies that you're in, A Few Good Men. Um, I, I cannot get enough of it. I will watch it anytime it's on. And I, I love you in it. You're a little code red. Uh, I, I don't mean to say little, but you know. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I've had a couple friends flying lately and they've also watched A Few Good Men on their planes. <laughs> Wait, you know why? Sorry to interrupt you. It's on the first page. <laughs> That's why. You don't have to go very far. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. My baby face. There's not one cell phone in that whole movie and it still holds up well. I actually did not even realize that. I was just thinking about, um, I mean, your, your scene is super memorable. You on the stand, you're giving some really good information and being cross-examined by Tom Cruise. And I, I just, I get chills that whole movie and you've, you've done, uh, amazing work uh your entire life i've been watching you and i mean i'm you know i'm 39 i feel like i've been watching you literally for 30 years so uh congratulations on that thank you very much thank you very much and um how are you doing just amid the strike oh it's been a long hot summer i uh was counting up with my wife the other day that i think we've walked close to 700 miles for two labor unions this summer but hope is uh, in the air that we're getting close to a resolution and uh, a fair contract. No one's going to be happier about that than me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, did you did you have a lot of projects halted or or, or stopped or it was, it's just the point of that you can't submit anything, you just can't work. I'm sure, but well, it's just uh, it, there's so much to this that's been frustrating and disheartening. Mostly, I get sort of down on on the of the relationships, you know, the tone of these talks have been so angry and so argumentative and so disrespectful that the issues are really important and the time it's taken to resolve them has been really significant and it's going to be difficult to try to find out how to be collegiate on the other side of this as well. So not just creative, but also to try and Forgive, forget, and sit there with a straight face and listen to notes and, you know, development ideas and try not to have any reservoir of anger spring up for the fact that it's been almost, you know, 
a year and a half since we've been able to do what we do. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be seething throughout these meetings, although I'm sure it's going to be difficult. But um, you guys did get an exemption for your new film, which is called At the Gates. Now, this uh, was released November 3rd. This film looks great. It looks really relevant. It is really relevant. It's really timely. It was great that SAG allowed us to do the waiver to promote it, um, being distributed by a little art house company called Picture House. Not a company that we're striking against. It was made for $835,000 uh, almost two years ago. And uh, I'm really proud of it. Uh, it turned out way better than I expected. These labor clubs can do. Um, but I'm, I think it's great. Um, thank you for your, for your kind words about it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it seems a bit different than maybe some of the movies you're used to doing, the action movies. This is, um, this is very dramatic. And, and um, it, it really seems to focus on the story of, of two immigrants. And I, um, will you just, just tell the listeners about your role specifically in this film? Sure. I play a guy named Peter Barris, who's married uh, with two children. They live in a very nice house, in a very nice part of town. And they have a woman named Anna who works for them and comes in and cleans. And she brings her son, Nico, to work one day, who's a teenager, good kid, college-bound, but has seen some adversity in his life. Mm. And while they're at work, uh, Immigration Services does a sweep of the neighborhood, and we realize that they're undocumented workers. And uh, my family has to go through a bit of an ethical gymnastic decision on whether or not they're going to let these people go and be caught and be deported, or whether they can try to keep them and hide them for an indefinite period of time until the coast clears and they can get them out safely, which is what they decide to do. And as the movie progresses, you start to question whether or not everything you've been told up until that point is true and whether these characters are being motivated for the reasons that they've explained. And mm. it takes on a bit of a thriller aspect. Oh, amazing. I um, And I'm assuming you can find this <clears throat> streaming wherever, wherever, you know, Apple, uh, Amazon Prime. We are playing in actual theaters right now in Los Angeles and New York. And okay. then it'll do a, a bit of a rollout after that onto a streamer, I'm sure. But currently it is not available on streaming, um, which is why I'm allowed to promote it. Ah, amazing. Okay, so you have to go to theaters to see this if you are in Los Angeles or New York. I was going to say, I'm in New York. I just, I can't go to the movies tonight, but I actually really wanted to watch this tonight. I'm going to try to cheat and get a screener um, from, <laughs> from the booker, actually. This sounds really, really great. Um, I, you know, I read somewhere a long time ago, I don't know if this is true or if it was just printed, but um, when you were on ER, I think it said it made a joke. One of your least favorite scenes was doing um, CPR on a dog. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yes, that is true. I, you know, when ER first started, our exec producer was Steven Spielberg. And Steven, when we began, wasn't sure if he was the PR was something he wanted to be associated with. And so in the beginning, he didn't even put his name on it. Um, but then as the show became sort of got up and running, uh, not only did he want to be involved, but he started to come in and he pitched this storyline about how when he was 15, he worked in an emergency room in Phoenix and they brought in a dog that needed to be mouth to mouth resuscitated. He thought we should do that storyline. Oh so like God. later I found myself, with a German shepherd's mouth in my mouth. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Trying to recreate one of Stephen's childhood memories. Yeah, that's where that came from. Aren't those the slobberiest dogs, too? We had a fake dog and we had a real dog. The close-ups 
We had these real dogs. Uh, oh, God bless and they you. They are very slobbery dogs. God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot <laughs> believe that. That was true. That's amazing. Well, um, and then just, you know, last thing while I have you, Noah. I, I love that the grossest thing you ever saw in the ER was me. <laughs> 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 of all the things we did, that's the one that got you, huh? Okay. I'm sorry. I I can handle blood. I can handle that stuff. You know, that's that's why you watch those shows. I I don't watch, you know, for people to be I I'm not a dog person. I'm going to get so much uh shade for this. And I'm I'm just not. I think they smell sometimes. And um to kiss one, I I think that you should be paid uh absorbent amounts of money. So, um I I hope that happened for you. But I love dogs. Oh, okay. Came out to visit me once and he saw me pick up my dog and I gave my dog a raspberry on her belly and it made him throw up. <laughs> i'd get along with with your friend i'm not gonna lie um i wouldn't throw up or anything but that's actually so funny that's that's uh relatable um when just going back when you were working on a few good men just because i was obsessed with this i mean was it was it really a dream come true to be on set with you know tom cruise jack nicholson all these guys it was it was the best party you could get an invitation to. And I was so young and so excited to be there. And they were all so kind to me. I'm now really good friends with Kevin Pollack 30 years later. Love him. Uh, and I love telling him about how nice he was to me. With, and he had no reason to be 30 years ago, but he was very, very sweet. Wow. I just loved every second on that set. And I would work for Rob Reiner anywhere, anytime for free. He made me feel so good. Oh, my gosh. That's, re- that's like, so great. Wow. I am... Um... I, I don't know if I expected I to hear. Yeah. Please. I only, I, I was only on set with him once and he walked past me and I heard him say, anybody mind if I have a left-handed cigarette? And he lit up a joint <laughs> and went behind the soundstage and smoked it. And then, that's my Nicholson story. Wait, a left, I've never heard that a left-handed cigarette. Isn't that great? I've Wait. used that a few times. I wonder if that was before or after he screamed, you can't handle the truth. I mean, I wish I knew this. <laughs> well, to, to, to the quality of his performance, you know, before you start a film, usually before you start a film, you do a table read through with a whole cast and the director and some of the crew assemble around this big, long table. And you basically just read the screenplay out loud. It's the only chance you get to really hear everybody read their parts. Mm. And most of the time, people kind of, they kind of do about 65 to 70% of the performance. You don't want to go all out. You just kind of save a little. Yeah. You're kind of joking around a little bit. Very just, that's how this was until Jack Nicholson began. And the performance he gives in the movie is the performance he gave at that table recently. And when he started to speak, everybody's posture at that table got really straight. And everybody got really good after that. Wow. I just got chills. We were going to be doing something a little bit above and beyond on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And everyone listening, if you are in New York or LA, go see At The Gates. And um, I will keep everyone posted about when that's coming to streaming. But Noah Wiley, thank you so much. You are a joy and a delight and just a, a great actor and a great person. So thank you. Oh, thank you very much. And I just made a hell of a fried egg while we did the interview. Look at that. <laughs> Yay for your daughter. Your daughter gets a good breakfast at the same time. So everybody wins. I was just dying over the left-handed cigarette story. I love that so much. And 
Man, I love that scene so much. I just love Jack Nicholson. I love his voice. I wish I could do an impression of his voice. If I try it, you'll all make fun of me. But I'm just thinking about him with a left-handed cigarette. Like, do you guys... See, I can't even do it. I'm such a loser. Okay. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Lauren Interviews podcast. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And we will be back next week with another episode. 